Welcome everyone to another edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. Uh, it is April 20th, 2021, and we had a loaded show today. We we're going to talk about Steph Curry going off, uh, NBA MVP with the Padres Dodgers series, which was amazing. But before we taped, we had breaking news, historic news. Um, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin has been found guilty on all three counts. They have withdrawn his bail. He yep. will be heading straight to jail. Uh, punishable Get the asshole tight, nigga. <laughs> uh, punishable offenses up to 40 years in prison. Victor, uh, this pandemic started, and you said, I'm going to get a camera. I'm going to keep myself busy. Mm-hmm. And then in May, when George Floyd was killed, and we now can officially say when George Floyd was murdered. Uh, we On my birthday. On your birthday. We can now say that the guilty was found on your birthday. Um, you got the camera, you got a hobby, you became a shutterbug, and and, shutterbug. and you, you started going to Black Lives Matter protests. And, you know, I'll, I'll just let you go off and just tell me, what are you feeling right now? It's it's weird. Like, even though we everybody's seen the video, we all knew what it was, we kind of felt like not guilty. We all felt it. I think we with the history all, of this country. The history has taught us, like, but then it's also was like it, it's upsetting because like we literally had to have a whole ass trial over a murder that the entire world saw. And it's like the entire I, I get in America we do have due process and stuff like that, but like there should be a fine line that says there's due process unless you got some evidence like that. Right, like, exactly. Evidence you can't it's not doctored. This wasn't doctored, this was this was genuine. Everybody knows it. And like you said, like I bought a camera before all this happened, and then all that broke loose. Like George Floyd, it's almost like, what would I be if it wasn't for George Floyd's death? And that's a question that I'm gonna ask myself because because of that, I was out in the streets at all these protests and recording it and making and meeting people and helping people learn more about what's going on in the world, or at least in LA, for example, and then worldwide. And, like, people have been commenting on the pictures over the time. Like, oh, my God, thank you for being out there. Technically speaking, I put my life on the line out there. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Just, just the other night, I was in Hollywood on Sunset and Vine for Dante Wright's visual. And we were walking around Hollywood in Sunset, and the police were there. Like, heavy presence. They're walking right by me. I was all over live. I literally had 50 cops just push right by me. And it was like, I was out there. Just That's what I was doing. Like, oh, this is my this is my Saturday night or whatever night it was. So it's it's crazy, it's relieving, but the fight has only begun. Right. I think what a lot of people are saying, and I would have to agree with it, it's not really justice for George Floyd. It's more of accountability uh, for police and police reform. And I think we're starting to see, you know, as sad as it is to see the killings of all these black men and women, uh, we all have you and I were sitting there having lunch. And we were thinking like, okay, we'll go tape the podcast. And then, oh my God, they we reached a wait. verdict. And we had to wait. We, we had, had to wait. wait to see what it was. There and was no way. I was nervous. I could not sit still because I think we've, we've seen not just the Trayvon Martins of the world. We've seen not just the Michael Browns of the world. We are the babies of Rodney King. Like we, we saw that. So that's how we were introduced. And, and, and you're right. Like how can you not be found guilty on a murder that the whole world saw? But then how can you be found not guilty on a beating that the whole world saw with Rodney King? We saw how that played out. So I think not to belittle our justice system, but I get a huge standing ovation to not just you, but to the 
you know, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of peaceful protesters, which most of these people were, who, you know, protested during the summer, who said Black Lives Matter, who said we need police reform. This is the cause of that. That's what happens when everyone gets involved. And it just makes me happy. Like, not, I'm not super, ex, you know, excited, but I'm just like, okay, there's some part of me that feels like this is just the beginning. Like, we haven't gone far enough. That's, that's the biggest thing. And if it wasn't for a 17-year-old, if it wasn't for a 17-year-old who was taking her nephew to get snacks at that couple of foods, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for her stopping and filming that, where would we be with George Floyd and Derek Chauvin? Oh, yeah. We could have, we could have this video. Like, people don't even understand, like, what happened to George Floyd is not an isolated incident. There's definitely other cases where people were killed in chokeholds, but there was no tape, so we don't know. And that's that's just sucky. Like, like Breonna Taylor, if we would have had a video of that whole interaction, I guarantee you those fools would have been in jail. Right. But because there's no video, just only secondhand, like, oh, no, this happened, then that's it. But it's... It's, I'm happy it happened, but it's a fact, it's like, I'm not even satisfied because like, like I said, there's already going to be, there's already two kids that were just killed in the last eight days. Right. And I'm still, we're still dealing with that. And it's just like, what's going to be, by the time we're done with this show, we'll probably have somebody else died by police. I I think the biggest thing for me is I'm hoping that what this does is in, in terms of going in the right direction, I'm hoping that when you see, and when I, you being anyone who's listening to this, uh, any civilian, when you see a black man or a black woman or let's like like Not let's expand it. Any person, any, any person, person dealing with police, you should record them. That is being like harassed for any reason. Stop and look and say, "What are you guys doing to this person? Why are you doing this to this person? Keep your distance. Yeah. Don't get involved <laughs> in an active. You know, yeah, don't get in their way because they will arrest you. For yeah, this don't shit. don't do that. But, like. But make sure you hold them accountable. And I think that's what police cameras are supposed to be there for. But we've seen, like, when things like this come up, it's like, oh, we can't find the footage. Like, even The police like, camera was turned there's off. There's an argument that can be made, and I can understand. Like, some people say, what if, say you saw someone like George Floyd being choked out, what if you just go tackle the cop? Obviously, yeah. I'm not saying don't do it, but, like, sometimes I think it comes to, I think it's coming to the point where these police officers, these law enforcement agencies, they don't respect us, and it's like, this case might be a, a win, quote unquote, but it's far from over. No, and I don't think I don't want people to get complacent. Like, oh no, they're like, no, this is a one-time case, and they had to prosecute him. Right. Like, there's no way. Like, there's, I, I said to together, there's no way this man can be not guilty because they know, like, like, like that dude on news said, like, oh, if it's not guilty, we gonna fuck this shit up. <laughs> and he said, he said, if he's found not guilty, there will be chaos. I literally, literally <laughs> save my birthday. I have like plans later tonight. But when the verdict came out, I was like, I told you, like, even like when this verdict comes out, if it's not guilty, I literally told Curtis, I'm going to grab my camera and I'm leaving. I don't know what city I'm going to. I don't know where I'm Probably going to leave my car here. Like, I told him, I'm leaving my car here. I'm just going to take an Uber or take a scooter half the way or just, I'm going to leave this house. I'll come back from my car hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> I literally said, hopefully I'll be back by tomorrow because I know no matter where you go, the whole city would have been rioting. The police have been on guard and... It's just like we got justice finally, but there's so many other cases of cops mishandling, misabusing their power. And also, we're not done yet with this case. It's about no. sentencing. Yeah. If his sentencing's not like, I think a minimum, we got to see like 15 years. So they're saying up to 40 years with all three counts. Now, 
I think because they are going to make him the scapegoat, they might throw the max at him. If he was black, we already know what would happen to him. Right. It'd be the max. But, like, the question comes down to what is justice? Like, justice is, in my eyes, like, throwing somebody in jail for life doesn't necessarily mean justice. I think he deserves to be there for at least 30 years. Like, I think his rest of his able life, he should be in jail. Right. It's so you're thinking when he's like an old man and when like, he comes an old man when he, he can't he, harm anyone when he, anymore. When he can't necessarily harm anyone or do anything with himself, I think his pension should be gone. I think his money should be gone. Like one hundred percent. I think at least one third of all of his money should be sent to George Floyd's family. Mm. Second third of it go to charity or something like that. But this sentencing, I'm I'm thinking minimum 15, 17 years. And the question is, I don't want to hear no probation bullshit. I want him to be serving the full sentence. It's right, right. I don't want him to be like, oh, 15, but yeah, you, you might do seven. Like, Early no, parole no, no. or something no, like no. that. No, we want, yeah. we, we want and we demand 15 minimum. And I, I think the biggest thing that is I want to see this moving forward with like, it starts with, not only does it start with policing, but it starts with the community of like holding police accountable. I think that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really love what Trevor Noah said when he said, you know, if there's so many bad apples, Maybe the we just rock, have the rotten tree thing. Yeah, that we have was, a rotten was, tree. And it was deep. And it was like, that's the thing. It's like, how can we fix the system as a whole? And I do think it's up to community organizers. It's up to us as individuals to stand up when we see something going wrong. And again, if it wasn't for that young lady recording this, it could have been a totally different situation. So how can we as taxpayers hold them accountable? And we need to have like serious goals of like, what is it that we want? Like, do we want more body cams? Do we want like a demilitarization of police officers? Yes. Those those are the things that we really need to put in concrete uh, writing and we legislation. Need a sweeping federal bill on it because state and locals they control the police. Like for example, I read this fact right now. So this case it's the first time in Minnesota state history that a white officer has been com- been held accountable for killing a black man in the entire state for right. the first time. Now I'm not saying there's there, there's there's no way you could tell me. After all the years of Minnesota, um, who knows how many murder, how many deaths they might have at the hands of cops? That this is the first time a cop has been responsible for. Like, there's a good chance there's been several other cases. Well, there's one case down the street that we just found out about the, the Dante Wright kid, Correct. who was literally shot because of an accident, which was an, it, I believe it was an accident, but you still got to pay. Like, there's no there's no excuse for 25 years of fucking force. It's like, yeah, we all have our bad days. I get it, but unfortunately, your your position's like like a surgeon. If yeah. the surgeon grabbed the wrong thing, yeah, he had a bad day, but you just killed someone. Right. A pilot has a bad day, you just, you, know, you almost die on the landing. You're going to jail. Right. That's so why I why, always think about... cops the same? Well, no, I feel the same way about the killing of Michael Brown when we saw Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I felt that way was because if you look at a child who's considered gifted, both you and I were told very young that we are gifted. Yes. You look at someone who is gifted as a child, what do you say about that child? They could be a doctor. They could be a lawyer. They could do this. They could do that. How many occupations slash professions do you get before that person can go into law enforcement? And not only can they go into law enforcement, how many until we get to local law enforcement? Yeah, like no one wants to be. No one. So no, no, no. Like so, my point is like when you look at Michael Brown when he was killed, was it Darren Walker? I think it was Darren Walker. Uh, when you look at that, he failed the police exam like five times. But there was so there was such a need for police officers that the city of Ferguson still took him on. If I am getting pulled over and I have someone who failed the police exam five times, as a black man, I'm going to be nervous. It's the same way that you, if you were going to go to court and you had a public defendant and you found out that the, your lawyer, this public defendant, it took them five times to pass the bar. Are you feeling more or less confident? 
if you had that surgeon who took them like five tries, you know, to get their like medical like license. His first five surgeries, they all died. Yeah, it's like, are you feeling more or less confident? It's the same thing with policing. And I'm not saying that to put down police officers. What I'm saying is that we as a community need to like, and society need to say like, okay, what is that we want from police officers? Because you can make it a black, white issue like all day, which we have been doing until the cows come home. Yep. But any other normal citizen, what, what does it take to be a police officer? It takes more than just guts. Yes, it really takes longer for us to become an esthetician than a cop. Yeah, and I, but there's such a necessity for it, and that's what I'm saying. Your average Joe who supports police, white, black, brown, whatever, how many of them are actually stepping up and encouraging, like not only peers but themselves to say, like, okay, what can I do to go into law enforcement? I think that's the key. And I think we need to look at the profession overall as a whole. And it's like, hey, you know what? How would we feel if we got rid of like? tanks and ARs and all those type of uh, weapons that cops carry around but will give you a bigger pension or something you know what I mean like yeah. how can we make it more appealing for people to go into local law enforcement don't have their officers kill like how we kill like granted population numbers statistics speaking all those type of numbers they all can, like ratio to, to people to police officer that all plays a factor but it's like I hate people who use those numbers like they never like you're not black you don't get it like, right I've literally I've talked besides protesting I've dealt with so many cops in my life over the dumbest fucking reasons. Yeah. Like, just being in Woodland Hills, like, oh, why are you here? It's like, why the fuck are you here? Like, right, fuck, exactly. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, exactly. I remember one time I got pulled over for something, and I got, it was for a DUI check, and I realized after I left, I passed it, after I left, the the, the cop never asked for my license registration. He just gave, he, he, asked, he asked for my ID, and that was it. Because he, in his mind, he thought I was going to fail that test. Uh-huh. And he was prepared because they're supposed to ask you for all that shit. And he didn't ask for none of that. I had tents on my car. He didn't ask. He didn't care for none of that. All he said was, Mr. Your ID. Okay, this is you. All right, get out the car. Let's take a test. Not license, registration, what you've been doing all night, all that shit. I was like, let's take the test. Let's get the fuck on. And then yeah. I passed the test and I kept it moving. And even then, he, they were still like, oh, like I didn't, I knew. Like, Shut the fuck up. Right. Like, get my shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I hope that other police officers can take a look at Derek Chauvin. No, I want them to be fucking scared. I want them to have accountability and say, this could be me. Because I think up until this point, when you look at Eric Gardner, when you look at, you know, Trayvon Martin was George Zimmer, who wasn't a cop. Uh, Castillo, like when you look at all these people that this has happened to with police officers who were acquitted, it makes you really sad and makes you second guess the police system. But again, we've been saying for years that the system was not created for us as black men or as black people, and it's been working fine ever since. So when we look at policing, there are so many things that we can ask for. Hey, stop lying on police reports. Hey, like make sure you're not intimidating witnesses. Hey, if you see a bad apple, stand up. But we know there's this brotherhood with being a police officer. Hey, let's expand policing where we demilitarize it and we put more people on the streets as beat cops rather than just going all over the city. Because at least that way, you know that when you see someone in your neighborhood, you know who that is. And they're what Derek Chauvin and George Floyd knew each other. They like worked together at yeah, one point. Some like weird shit. Like this whole case has brought so many weird things. Like oh, the teacher. This is like, but it's just the end of the day. We got what we what we wanted, and that was great. But I think it comes down to like I think other police officers need to understand like, yo, don't think because you have this fucking badge that you're almighty and, and only powerful and shit, because you're fucking not. And it's only I will tell you my personal viewpoint from being out on the street all the time. I really truly think it's only a matter of time until people are fed up, like. Certain cities are already fed up, but I think once you, like, I think once LA gets fed up as a whole, 
that's when you know shit's about to ball over. Because, like, L.A. is not that aggressive towards the police officer, like how Portland or Minneapolis is right now, or Chicago, for example, or these other inner city places that are really dangerous, or Baltimore, for example. So we're kind of, like, lax on them because we're like, oh, no, it's only certain people. But, like, I see I see a change in L.A. Like, we're kind of like, yo, like, this shit's kind of getting out of hand. Yeah. And law enforcement doesn't want us to rage wage war on them because we outnumber them. Yeah. No question. Yeah. And they'll have to start killing people, and that's not going to happen. I think the big thing for me is I've always wanted to be looked at as just an American. Yeah. Like, we're black, and I'm proud of being black. I'm proud of being Irish. I'm proud of that yeah, history. A little bit, you know, yeah. just, you know, only on St. Patrick's Day. But, like, I, I think when we talk about justice, it's like we want the same justice and the same justice system that is for everyone else. And for you, me, George Floyd, people who were born in America, that is something that we are constantly guaranteed. Um, you ain't gonna tell me to go back to Africa because I'm just gonna look at you stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get mad, but you tell me that if you if someone ever tells me to go back to Africa, I'm like I'm going back to San Diego. That's where I was born, SMD, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep it pushing. But uh, I, I do think that we like the the whole world took note of what happened, and for every if, for anyone who's listening in Minneapolis, kudos to you guys. You guys could have just let this be another thing, turned an eye. Uh, walked yeah. away, but you kept like you made your you made the U.S. proud because this is exactly what it's supposed to be. It's you had average citizens protesting. I'm not talking about those people at Fox News is trying to show with like looting who Bro, weren't no, even part of Black Lives Matter. Dumbass, we were watching. We we we, had, we turned for it, ninety seconds. Lie. Ninety I always, seconds. I love to watch Fox just to see how they're gonna film, how they're gonna record shit. And the dude literally said, "Yeah, it's very peaceful." Somebody said they're not gonna loot tonight. Like, why'd you bring it up? Right, exactly. Like, exactly. He, he, he made a point to say it twice. Yeah. And he said BLM and Antifa. When he he where's all there was not one BLM member there. You could tell because like I know their colors. Usually it's like, it's like a black and yellow, and you just see all you saw was black lives matter flags, but that wasn't the group. And then you could tell there. And even when they switched back over to the other guy, other black nigga, he was just like. Yeah. Shut up, bro. Like, you fucking yeah, son. yeah. So I'm hoping that this is a step in the right direction. I'm hoping that we, as a society, can move past this and we can now be seen as equals. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, hey, if you value my life just like you say you value yours, then like if you see something that's going on with me as a black male, like stand by me, walk with me, and take some action, and let's get legislation done. But mm-hmm. uh, as Victor alluded to, it is his birthday, so we're gonna make a hard right, and you know we can't have all doom and gloom. For the birthday boy. This shit is fucking beautiful. Why yeah. you going to jail for what shit he did? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, but no, let's. I wanted to start with like getting back to sports. Just talk about uh, Steph Curry, man. This ain't an issue. <laughs> like Steph Curry. Like everyone thought. Like okay, he's been hurt. Clay's out. Draymond has nagging injuries. Do? Oh, Wiseman's out for the year, and it's like okay, the Warriors are done. They might be lucky if they get that playing game. This nigga is. And Steph Curry is going wild, bro. He's going wild. This motherfucker is playing his ass off right now. But like, it comes to the point where it's like, do you keep play- do you even keep playing rest of this year? Like, okay, they make the playoffs. We'll say that make the playoffs. Do they legitimately have a chance to make it past no, the first round? No. I don't think so. But I think it'd be an entertaining series. I think they get swept by most teams. I mean, we because the, Warriors- the Warriors have been, which is wild. Like they'll have a week where they'll go like five five wins, and you're like, oh shit, these fools are contenders. And then they'll lose the next six. And you're just like, wait, what happened last week? Well, let, let's let's take a look at it. We got the let's just take the, the top two and the bottom two. Mm-hmm. So you got number one, Phoenix. Yeah. You got Utah, mm-hmm. right? Donovan Mitchell's out. Oh, so we don't know, we don't we don't we don't. Isn't no, it's um, 
Denver's uh, what's the De- Jamal Murray's out. Out for the season. Out for the season. So I think Denver's the four seed right now. But you look at those two, then you look at, you know, you got New Orleans, you got Memphis, you got all these hangers on at the bottom. If you're, let's say you're the Warriors and you make it to the eighth spot, who wouldn't want to see Phoenix versus Golden State in the first I round? I think they have a chance because it'll be a shootout. It would be a sh- But to me, it either would be Chris Paul loses to Golden State in the playoffs again yeah. and it'd be upset. Also, I do think, because with Wiseman, he's a torn meniscus. That's not very. That's not a really long injury. They they shut him down because he's a rookie. It makes sense. Like there was no fucking point playing again. But well, they're in the playoffs, and, and then you needed a big man, just some size. You know, like, and it's like you guys are. It's the two one, and he can come back. Hey, I'm just saying, like it'd be very interesting to see that series. Like I think that would be like Devin Booker against Steph Curry. So in the I think playoffs. in that in that instance, that the way Phoenix is built is built like the Warriors, so they can kind of compete with that. But, like, if the Warriors had to go against fucking Denver in the first round, it's no, it's no chance. <laughs> I also think if, like, Monty Williams, who doesn't get, like, enough respect because he just has been doing a phenomenal job as the head coach no, there. it's the Chris Paul effect, bro. Everywhere he goes, they just they get better. Yeah, that's very true. Um, now I want to switch gears a little bit. Padres-Dodgers played this weekend. Just speak a little baseball. I know no one cares, but... Uh, first, let's go back because we haven't done a podcast in a while. Okay, so, when was the last time we did a podcast? Like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I'm not gonna lie, Vic Chella, I've been busy. I've been, getting <laughs> I've been getting lit, bro. So the biggest thing was Joe Musgrove, El Cajon kid, East County San Diego, threw the first no hitter. Oh in yeah, I, I was gonna text you about that. I was like, yo, we talked about this on my <laughs> episode. On my previous, I was like, for real, I was like, yeah, never no hitter. I was like, damn, that sucks. Isn't that crazy? And all of a sudden, I was surprised you didn't text me. Like, ah, I told you it was gonna happen. It was gonna come, and it's so crazy because, like, as a local kid, hometown kid, did against the Texas Rangers, and that would have been such a cool game to be at. But this past weekend, the Dodgers played the Padres. They Padres lost in a you know. They is, lost uh, 2-1. Is Eldino still out? Or is no, he came back. He had a home run. He struck out like five times. But uh, this series uh, is going to be you, good. You reach like that, he don't strike out. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to talk about baseball too much because I know like not everyone's a big fan. But True. Mookie Betts made a great catch on Saturday. Game went to extra innings on Friday. With Hit batter. A long game. 12 right? innings. Like 11-6 to six was the final. All I'm saying is they play again starting Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. For those of you guys who want to see some good baseball, uh, Padres, Dodgers, make sure you lock in. Because it's actually funny when I was watching it and I saw Twitter. I saw Twitter was going crazy on Friday with the Padres Dodgers. And it wasn't just uh, Dodger fans or Padres fans. It was like East Coast people were still up watching this game. Don't That's how excited always, they were. I'm not lie. It's, it's always the funniest shit that when these games over here go into overtime and then they talk about the East Coast. It's just like, it, 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 it's funny when it's like it's LA. Like, like, like the, Padre, the Dodgers are playing Boston or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, over endings is like, oh, it's like 11 o'clock for us. I was like, Yo, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning over there. My brother got school in the morning. Yeah, exactly. But I think with a Friday, like, to me, it felt like what, you know, what baseball probably was in its heyday. Yeah. Like, back, like, in the 60s and 70s. I still, I just think about, like, imagine, like, you had had your wife, and you're like, hey, wife, I'm taking the kids to the game tonight. Like, oh, yeah, Uh, have have fun. uh Also, she's like, but it's a school night. Babe, we'll be back for fucking our 10th phone. And actually, you know, like, she's like 1130. Like, where the fuck y'all think is that? Oh, went to extra. It's crazy. (laughs) The bench is clear. Mom, it was the fun. Game, go to bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go to bed. Like, I gotta talk to your father. Like, I gotta talk to your father. Like, and when he's late for school, it's your fault. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I like it. Listen, I don't care for baseball at all, but I really do want to try to go to a game. If it's in, I'll put out there in the air. It could be in LA or it could be in San Diego. 
Ooh, Ooh, don't say that. Don't Ooh. say that. Because you know I will get in the car right now. <laughs> bro, first pitch with the Brewers is I at know. 7. I'm, I'm going to get a text. Hey, yo, Vic, I got two tickets for tomorrow night. You want to go or what? Like, I already know what's going to happen now. I don't know. Look, it's a- yo, <laughs> yeah, if you saw my face. <laughs> look, that's what I said. I'm going to go to a game. I'm going to go one. Just so I can be know why. And honestly, it's only for one reason. Just so I can be like, oh, how do I pay that retreat? Yo, I'm at the game. Like, if, if, I, if I go to a game right now, and people won't go to the game, but I get, first of all, Dodgers getting the pie is so hard to get to right now. Oh, my God. World Series I, I got, I got, a, I got a homie. It's like, he like he wants us to go to a group of like eight of us. I was like, yeah, that's not happening, bro. Yeah. Like, he wants to find eight tickets together. Like, we could probably find eight tickets, but not together. In one section? You're at, I mean, you we'll got to be, be like four or four. Or like, like exactly. That. But it's so crazy because Major League Baseball sent out a press release. Their numbers are doing, like, crazy well when it comes to viewing. And I think it's interesting because, you know, because less people can go to the game and Excuse watch me. Now. Well, not only that, but then, like, you look at basketball. Like, ratings aren't doing well because we talked Donovan Mitchell's out. LeBron's out. AD's out. Jamal Murray's out. Like, Joel Embiid, you know, yeah, I've, Kyrie, I've watched, like, I've KD. The, in, like, a, a week or two. the NBA is hurting right now until we get to that playing game or that playoffs. That, we're also in that period of NBA. Oh, where it's dog of, days. Yeah, dog yeah. days. Like, we're. And it's, also, it's like, I hate how all these sports act like, like, oh, my God, our ratings are down. Okay, well, baseball just started, so that takes away from you guys. Right, you guys play on the same fucking days. Right, and then like and it was like when, when the football, the draft comes up, that takes away from the you. draft is coming up uh, April 29th. Like I hate how I just hate how all these sports are like. Oh my god, like bro, most of y'all fans like other sports too, and they and it's like why would I? It's like why watch a mid season before the playoff basketball game. Rather than watch the beginning of baseball, yeah, it makes yeah. more sense. Because you saw opening day Texas. Oh, oh my god, forty thousand fans, no mask, kept it light. They kept it light. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it, it looked like the pandemic had never hit that part of the country. They, what pandemic? They can't even, they can't even spell pandemic. <laughs> oh, uh, but no, it's crazy because I do think a lot of people look and go, "Wow!" Like that's the one sport where it's like I can be outside, I can eat hot dogs, I can drink beer. And you know what? I don't have to pay attention to the game because, like, it's moving so slow. Like, if it was a football game. You bought tickets. Like, you want to be paying attention. You want to see what's going on. But with baseball, like, if you said right now, let's get in the car and let's go to Petco, we can make it there by first pitch. Well, that's all I'm saying, Victor. Shut so, if you up. still want to go for your birthday, Shut they play the Milwaukee Brewers. We can be down. I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. First of all, Curtis, I can give a shit less what they're fucking playing. <laughs> like, you were, you were like, I'm, I'm going to sit there and be like, I'm going to – because I know it's funny, Curtis. I've been to a game with you ever, which is very, very funny. We've never been to a baseball game together? No. I've been to games, never with you. Huh. Remember, we were, we were supposed to go to one. Oh, New York Mets, San Diego Padres, Beer Fest. Beer, beer Fest. Oh, like, my God. Are you doing it this year? No, they, they're not. They huh? They're not. But they, the one thing about the Padres, though, that's so interesting, I do want to see how many more people get vaccinated, is they're doing different sections. So some sections are only 33%, and that is when people who are in masks, who haven't been vaccinated, and there's another section that can hold up to 67% of people but you have like you have, to have a COVID test that's been 72, like so 72 hours prior to first pitch or fully vaccinated. I don't like that because it's like I could just fake that really quick, and a COVID test is not that hard to fake. Like an email, I could fucking do. This but shit. don't you think reasonable people would then take it upon themselves to go get vaccinated? No, but then that's where like I don't want to get off topic, so I'm gonna make it, make it quick because like it's, it's a different topic. But like I don't want because how the the vaccine passport and shit like that. Like I get. In, in a concept, it sounds like, oh, my God, a good idea, but I see it for something else. I see it for an, an insane invasion of privacy. That I don't. They're, I don't. They're used to say it's a – they're opening the door for more. Okay, so here's my question. Yes. With your vaccine passport, mm-hmm. what are they going to put on your vaccine passport that the government doesn't already know about you? Very true. But it's just like you don't want them to like – because they're going to use it – so that they use – what they do all the time, they go like, hey, like – 
you like food? Like, yeah, I like food. All right, come in. Oh, while you're in here eating this food, let me get this from you and this from you and this from you and this from you as well. So it's going to be the opening of a door. Because, listen, I think, I do think medical workers sh- should be, well, you are digital because you obviously fucking app for it. But I just don't like, because it's just like, it also it comes down to who's the person overseeing this. No, that's true. It's going to be the federal, gov- where, federal I, government, CDC. Because um, Biden, again, we're going to leave, but Biden only came out and said like, we don't want to do this because they know that they don't want people to think the government's controlling this. So they're allowing other companies to do it, which I don't fucking like either. Cause like, yo, like these motherfuckers are going to sell information off. Right. It could be like the same thing as when people were trying to do like 23 and me, like, Oh, find out your DNA. And it yeah. turns out they were passing that along to like insurers and being like, did you know you have a preexisting condition based on your DNA? It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Exactly. Now we can charge you more. So, so I, that's why, like, so I, I, a, I give you that a slippery slope, but like, yeah, like, Everybody, get your vaccines. Like, that's what I'm saying. Get your vaccines. All I'm saying is this. If they say, hey, Curtis, you've been fully vaccinated. We know how bad you want to travel. Here's your vaccine passport. You can go to Cuba. Yeah. You can go to South America. You Honestly, maybe not Italy. Why don't the plane rides like just offer a shot the way on the, on the plane? So LAX is now starting to offer co- like same day COVID testing oh, results. I mean, like, no, I mean like vaccines. Like imagine, oh. imagine you fly somewhere like that was like, oh, did you want a complimentary uh, vaccine shot? <laughs> like, like she walks by, uh, so does a uh, vaccine. Like, oh, you have one or two options. You can either be promoted to first class or you can get the vaccine shot. You'd be like, yo, <laughs> yo, hey. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. That's kind of wild, bro. It's like, yo, you're on standby, right? You got two options. Uh, we can put you in the back. Take, take, take the shitter. All right, you take a vaccine shot, you get first class. But you cannot sue us if you get sick. Exactly. I'll be just like, yo, I'm going to first class, y'all. Like, imagine they said you got a 12-hour flight or something. Okay. Oh, yeah, and it says the side effects for the vaccine is like 10 hours. All right, cool. Put me to sleep. Like, I'm going to Australia. Put me to sleep. I'm like, What's, what's, what's the side effects? Like, Yo, put me to sleep. Like, boom, give it to me. Give me in my own cabin, my own TV. Watch me knock out. But if, wait, don't the Lakers have something like that too? Like, you can't get into the rally. Like, you have to have the same kind of thing. Well, see, I don't, I'm not sure because the Lakers, a lot of uh, women had a point that I did not even think of when it comes to Staples Center and how they're not letting, allowing people to have bags, any type of bags okay, and purses. I saw that. And again, that's something else that I don't kind of like. Because it's one of those things they're gonna—they're using. So listen, I guarantee you, all the shit, all the rules they're doing right now, they're using these rules to kind of like—I'm not trying to be anti-crazy with these people, but I get what they're doing. They're trying to train people to do certain things. I think the bag thing is kind of dumb. However, if you have like a fucking like a smaller bag, because because remember NFL for Ben doing this, clear bag only. Right. No, but see the thing I didn't think about, and so many women pointed it out. Tampons. Tampons, and it's like. When women, like, had to be, like, you talk about that clear bag at NFL, there was women who were like, oh, yeah, you got to get toilet paper and, like, wrap your tampons in that. And then, like, now you're saying, like, a lot of women's jeans don't have pockets. So it's like. They don't even wear jeans. They wear skirts and shit. Yeah. And not only that, but then it's like, as someone pointed out to me, a female colleague pointed out to me, (laughs) when you see tampons, they're not the most inconspicuous thing. It's like bright yellow like or some shit like that. You know exactly what the fuck it is. Oh, joyful. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) You know exactly what the fuck it is. Like, I think that is fucked up because. Because I went to a concert in Anaheim for Chris Brown, Chris Breezy, and they had the same rules the NFL hat. And I randomly just, like, got an email. I was with my girl. And then I read the email about, like, the rules. I was like, what's, what's this bullshit? It said no bags, only clear. I was like, oh, the NFL does that. Yeah. Luckily, because I read that, I told my girl, like, yo, you got to buy a clear bag. Cause she, so she bought a clear fanny pack for her stuff. And it's just like, I think I do not like that rule, but I do understand it. They want to see what the fuck you can bring in there with you, and it's easier to check. A, it's like it's too impossible to check 
thousands of people. Yeah. But if the bag is clear, it's like, yo, what's in there? All right, boom, next, next, next. So here's here's the funny part. I never, I don't think I told you this story. The funniest thing I've ever saw at Staples Center with a bag was pre-pandemic. There was a woman and she was going through the Chick Hearn entrance. Yeah, yeah. So she's like right across from LA Live. Mm-hmm. So I'm at work and I see this during a meeting and I it took everything in my power, Victor, not to like drop on the floor laughing. This woman took her purse and threw it up to her friend that was waiting for her on and the, the balcony. Section. And the balcony grabbed it and walked out. I was like, yo! Like, I didn't even think about that. I was like, she could have a knife. She could have no, something on her. No, <laughs> see, like, exactly. She could have brought it. She probably brought it. I, that's what I was saying. I was like on four twenty, but yeah, like I. That's why I think like right, like because I, I saw the bag thing. I was like, what if it was like all girls? Like I guess if it's like a date night, you and, you and, you and your dude, or the girl, the dude, and like, oh baby, just hold on to it. Like I'll be fucking pissed. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know your shit now. Like, I told you to wear fucking lip pants. gloss. The phone. I, was saying, like, I told you to wear pants. Yeah, but it's not real. Like I told you to wear fucking pockets. <laughs> But you want to fucking look cute and shit. Give me the goddamn shit. Who you trying to look cute for? Exactly. LeBron? Exactly. What? I got a problem with LeBron now? No. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Like, <laughs> fuck is dumb. But, like, I don't like the no bag thing. Because, like you said, like, Aussie, that's a perfect example. But also, people who are actually are, like, diabetics and stuff like that. Oh, they need they, their stuff. Yeah, they're, absolutely. They're legally allowed to carry certain absolutely. things with them. 100%. And even people who are, like, medically sick who have to take medications, like, every fucking three, two, three hours. You got to tell them, like, oh, no, you can't. So. Yeah. I think that first of all, and what the fuck is a bad guy do with COVID anyways? I that I was trying to think that too. I was like, wait, if you're telling me I'm at ESPN, I've been vaccinated, I bring my backpack across the street full of my work equipment. No, I'm saying like it's like like, like, like my laptop like, and a all lot that. of these COVID rules that we've we've dealt with for the past year have been some of the dumbest shits. Like this one person made a good point. So she was at a drive thru at Starbucks. And this, this is the beginning of COVID. And then the rules were <laughs> We have to wear a mask at a drive-thru. So she wasn't wearing a mask, so they wouldn't hand him the coffee. But then the guy was like, here, I'll hand you a mask. So she said, you can hand me a mask, but you can't hand me the coffee. What the fuck? That's, that's weird. But that's those are, That's some of the rules that we, we've got to deal with. It's like, oh, no, you can't wear... Like, okay, I get you have to wear a mask. Out. I'm okay with it. I accept it. I love it. Fuck it. But <laughs> it, it is fucking weird when you... At a restaurant, you've been in restaurants obviously since then. Uh, I mean, yes. Okay, like, well, I've been vaccinated. I, I, I wear masks. But... I've been going to restaurants. <laughs> I've been at this shit. So you go to the host. They're like, they tell you little fucking rules. Like, okay, take numbers. It's QR code. Fucking scan that shit. And they tell you, okay, you have to wear your mask the entire time when you're not at your table. You're like, okay, that's fine. But then, like, if the server walks up. Like you don't have to wear a mask, but you should wear a mask. It's like, yo, bro, like these rules make no fucking sense. Like it's like it's like Kobe walks around and says, "Oh no, I can't touch you now because you're not wearing a fucking mask." Exactly. Like, bro, like at that point, like I get, I kind of understand why people don't understand. Like people hate the mask because like the rules are fucking dumb. Because it's like you have to wear at this instance. Like, like I think at the pools in the, in the in Vegas, I heard someone told me I didn't go to the pool, but you had to wear the mask entering the pool area. Yeah. You don't have to wear you have, you have to you don't have to wear a mask in the water, but you have to wear a mask out the water. No, no. I think the dumbest thing for me is when you go to a restaurant, you have to wear a mask, be, like as you're waiting outside. Which but the moment sense, you I go guess. inside, you're walking to your table, still got a mask on. But the moment you sit down, you can take your mask off. But you will, you're looking at people who are like maybe five to six feet away from you who are wearing masks, it's like as if COVID. But we're all trying to adjust to it. Like, and it's it's, it's, it's a, sad that we're, we're just it's over a year, Victor. Over a year. Over a year. That's right. We had two I, this birthdays. Is my, this is my second girl. Two we birthdays. Had, <laughs> yeah, we had we had two birthdays. COVID, baby. 
Oh my god, don't. Oh my gosh. But no, it's it's actually funny cuz I mean, when the I think when everything opens up about vaccine passports, mm-hmm. when the world opens up, Victor, I'm gone. I'm leaving. Where am I going? I don't know. Nigga, you always leave it somewhere. The, hey, hey, don't say that. Don't say that. You know? I didn't say nothing. No, no, I stay in my area, guys. I stay in my area. No, this thing be out, bro. Like, you, y'all, y'all think I'd be on your protest? This thing would be out. Here. <laughs> this will be raw dog and girls. Whoa, 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 whoa. My mom, what are you doing? Whoa, <laughs> hey, whoa, cut that. Whoa, don't, no. Whoa, wait, whoa. Keep it professional. Keep it professional. Uh, no, but I, 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 I want to bring up baseball because I was like, the feeling I was got watching the Dodgers Padres was like, man, this is what baseball must have been like back in like, you know, when I first fell in love with it, it was people like, people actually cared about it. People actually cared about it. And then you know what I forgot? What? You know what else people cared about? Boxing. No, boxing. And I watched this, I watched this two minute Jake Paul and Ben Askren, Kevin Atkins, Google duoed me, put me on FaceTime. Made me watch this with him, and he was telling me the whole back. I didn't know what was going on. I just got off work. Yeah. Apparently, it was four hours of nothingness with like Snoop performing, Doja Cat performing. Apparently, Oscar De La Hoya was high on cocaine, like all this stuff. Oh, he, he stayed doing that. And it was like a thirty-second fight, and I was like, "Yo, do you remember when people actually like Tyson Holyfield was like a big like big deal? Like Hagler Hearns was a big deal, and now we got Jake Paul." Like, <laughs> we got Jake Paul, bro. I'm like Victor. It made me so sad. So I was like. The sport of boxing is dead. You're like it's it's it's, it's not awful. Necessarily dead. It's just they're just it's just different antics. Because no, it's become it's become gimmicky. It's become pro no, wrestling. It's one hundred. It's become pro yeah. wrestling. Hold on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So we were at the restaurant uh, Saturday at, in K Town, and one of the homegirls said something to us, and she was like, "Did you watch wrestling, by James Curtis?" Wait, what? Did you watch wrestling? I watched wrestling until I was. 12 or 13 so I watched like okay, Raw so, so you, so you kind of watched it. it's all fine Cause so so she told her she's like oh cause we made like a, like a small like joke about like wrestling how you always do like let me get a hell yeah and, then, like, <laughs> and then, so she was like oh it's 316 exactly she's like, so she's like I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling and we're like what do you mean and then we started dog, we started chanting like all this shit and I was just like all you guys were saying like for people in our age group who grew up on Stone Cold The Rock Mick Foley Sky Too Hotty DX, Yo, WCO, RIP Eddie Guerrero, Latin Guerrero, Heat, you know? Chris Benoit, yeah. you know, the Cross Triple H, Kurt Angle, like you all You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people, we grew up on this stuff. Sting. Like, as, as much as, <laughs> Undertaker. We, like, as, much as, as, fake, as fake as that shit was, and that, and then, like, when The Rock said one thing, he's the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. And we're like, we were like, yo, this is meanwhile, in sports-wise, you have Kobe and Shaq. You had yeah. you had Jordan on his tail end. You had other people who were sports icons. And this man, The Rock, said he was the most electrifying man. Like, and the worst part is, whenever we, start, whenever we start talking about wrestling, we can literally go 20 minutes to an hour. Just, like, one of the greatest walk-in lines was from Road Dog. Oh, you didn't know? Yo, bitch ass better call somebody. Like, that shit was so fire. We were, yeah. and we started chanting about it. I was like, I thought about, it. I was like, dude, like, people didn't get to. It's funny when people your own age don't experience the same thing that you experience, and they don't understand it. And it's yeah. just like, like you don't know who the Rock is. Like, no, no, we're gonna get to that point where people are gonna be like, oh yeah, Dwayne Johnson, the actor, and you're gonna be like, oh no, the president. Oh no, first of all, first of all, no, stop, 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 please stop. Here's my thing about the Rock though, and I feel like the Rock and Kevin Hart are the same person, and that's why they work so well together because they work hard as fuck. No. Because I look at it as like, we've always heard it's all about quality over quantity. Yeah. I think they're the opposite. Oh, 100%. They're like, how many movies do you need me to make? 14 in one year? Yeah, let's do it. See, I still... Okay, okay, here's my thing. Name, what's the best rock movie? The 
best rock movie. Yeah. That he's starring in. Mm. Yeah. What's the best Kevin Hart movie? He's more of a st- the stand-up in our movies. No, no. See that, and that's that's where I have a no, problem with it. That's so, where I have a problem with it. That's what I'm saying. But the thing is, I don't say they make the best of the year, but they do make hilarious shit. The, okay, so but here's my Did thing. Did you ever watch uh, what's the one with the CIA agent one? Yeah, watch that it. shit was hilarious. So you know, but here's my thing. Was hilarious. Is that a classic though? Will it be a classic? No, no. Is it a classic? Like, look at like. Okay, let's go through this like progression of black comedians. Yeah. Right. So you got Eddie Murphy. Coming to America. Let's just I'll say that's it. Like, Barry Lewis Cop. Like, that's his classic. Mm-hmm. Let's say you got Chris Rock, CB4. That's his classic. Yeah. You got Chris Tucker, Friday. That's his classic. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, his classic Soul is... Soul Plane? <laughs> 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 Said Soul Like, Martin Lawrence, I think his classic would probably be what? Like, I don't want to say Big Mama's house. Probably like... No, Martin Lawrence. Fuck. I think his just the show alone... But like, I'm trying to think of like, like movie film, wise? film wise, because like Blue Streak classic. Saw Blue Streak is so fucking. Blue Streak is a classic. It's so fucking. I think Kevin Hart for me. Has, he's have a, well, I mean, half bang, but that's a cult that's classic. A cult thing, yeah. Then you look at the Waynes, like the Waynes brothers. They'll have like, don't which, be. Are we talking about Keenan? Are we talking about? Okay, first of all, yes, yeah, facts, like, like, facts. Like, which one we like? Facts. Be like, but I think you have like shame. Don't don't be a menace inside while drinking your juice in the hood. Like that's a classic. Like when we hit records. Yes, like you throw all that stuff on. I think money, uh, more money. Like that's Damon's. Like that's a classic. First stuff is money talks as fuck as fuck. Yeah, like but, so. Okay, in that point of view, I do see what you're saying. Like, they, like Kevin Hart. When you think, we think of Kevin Hart, he does. He does so much shit. He does that, so much that he doesn't really have like his Beverly Hills Cop. What's his classic? Like we throw it on, and it's like, yo, I'm not doing because if if I see Ride Along, I'm like, I can come back and watch this. Yeah. But if come if if life comes on. I'm sitting there watching life. I think so, the you, I think so, the only one that he has, and it was young in his career, is Paper Soldiers. That was a classic. That like that's a classic. But that's, also, that's more of a that's a real niche because you have to be like into into rap and shit to oh, know it, what it, even that is. And it's like Rock Nation, like all people, that stuff. Why people don't even know what that movie is? Exactly. And that movie, it was you gonna get down and lay down. Like that shit was like dumb. Like, was, <laughs> Stop breaking in people's houses. Like yeah, like so, that. Yeah, so I think what's like what's his classic? He doesn't really have one. Because I think it's just, it's weird because I think it's times have changed. Because I think at those people you called before, all those other black people that, that did before, black community, they yeah. broke, they broke it. They broke into this stuff and they changed the game. Yeah. And they pretty much, I would say, they made, they, how do you say, oh, I walked so you could run? Yeah. That's what they did for Kevin Hart. And I, and I look at Kevin Hart going, and this is no shade on Kevin Hart, but it's like, he makes a lot of movies. And he gets that money, which, yo, get your money, he get your makes, paper. He, gets, he goes with the top box office dollar. Get, like, get all that. And I think even the upside he did with Brian Cranston, where he's, like, doing I more serious stuff. That. Was that good? I didn't watch it either. Every once in a while, I would like it, but I haven't watched it yet. I but I think, like, he is breaking into it. You're absolutely right. But I think, like, when you talk about breaking into, it's already hard enough. Not even, like, black, but, like, being a stand-up comedian going into film yeah. is tough enough. And he definitely And the fact that you it. had those guys go in and make hits. It was like, okay, boom, done. Because even like Chris Rock, you can say Chris Rock doesn't make a lot of great movies, but it's like CB4 is classic. Top five, hilarious. You know, I mean, that's his, that's his, that's his, that's his paper. That's like Shrek and uh, so yeah, Shrek. I, I do so. think, but remember, didn't Chris Hawk talk to Kevin Hart about that? Like, yo, listen, like, I make movies all the time, but the best movies about these cartoons and stuff like that. Like, he, yeah, he, yeah. Was, I, think, I think what Kevin Hart's strategy has been, he's just like, yo, I'm going to flood the market. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what he's done. Absolutely. That's why I personally, I love Jumanji. Jumanji is so fucking funny. Jumanji's funny. Ride Along's funny. Also, I think Central I think, Intelligence I is think, funny. Night but, School was good. Like Night School's all right. 
Jumanji, I think, is hard because it was a not a remake, but like an add-on to. But it was so great to, to a classic. And, and, and we talk about stand-up that like a stand-up comedian that goes in a film. Robin Williams, like you know he I mean? made like, classics. I, I, I do. We'll see. Time will only tell. What? what damn, Rock has no starring roles in thing, dude. But I'm saying, so, like, if you if you look also at, all the Rock's movies are fucking like way over the board. Like, I mean, like, but that's my thing about the Rock because you talk about that wrestling, and we all look at like. There are kids who don't even know, like, do you smell? Like, what the, like there are kids who don't know what that is. They don't get that reference. And then what you're going to have soon is, and I'm sorry, like, this, I, this is no shade. I don't mean him to disrespect. He's a great guy who donates a lot of money to people, but he needs to stop acting ASAP. Is John Cena. Like, I look at John Cena and go. He so, he's in the next fucking fast. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. It's like he saw what The Rock was doing and was like, boom. You talk about laying the groundwork, I walk so you could run, that's John Cena. Like, John Cena he make, make every kid's wishes and stuff. Like, yeah, no, what he does in the community, like, and for other people and kids with special needs, as you said, like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. But, <laughs> like, his movies are trash. Like, I'm sorry, like, they are not good. Like, <laughs> you know what movie I was watching recently on Netflix, and I highly suggest everyone watches it? The Last Blockbuster. Very good documentary, like very oh, well yeah, done. Yeah, so. It's like it's in Bend, Oregon. It's only one blockbuster left, and I don't know about you, but I remember what what was your block? Was your blockbuster the same as my blockbuster? My blockbuster was uh, Reseda and Nordoff. Oh, hell no, that's just far as fuck for me, bro. Oh really? Nigga, blockbusters were like McDonald's, but they were everywhere. See, that's the thing that is so crazy. So, so like, I used to live obviously Sepulveda was one of them. Sepulveda and Devonshire. Across from it was their competitor. Hollywood Video. Oh, R.I.P. Hollywood Video. So that was their competitor across the street. It was in that plaza where, well, the plaza's been changed completely now, but like, it used to be like a fucking bowling alley in it, grocery market, blockbuster, right there in the corner. It was like, that was like, that was the highlight of that fucking plaza. Like, blockbuster was the main source. Now it's all different, all different changes and new shit. But blockbuster, like, that was a moment. Blockbuster was huge. Like, was, literally, I remember going there and just be like, Mom, can we watch this, watch this, watch that? Like, no. Like, what? Like, yeah. And, and it's like, and these motherfuckers had a chance to be Netflix. Netflix said, can you buy it? They said, no. So that's the thing that's so interesting about reading it. It's like, when Blockbuster first started, it was started by a guy in Texas. And it was like, only a Texas thing. And then it like blew up into like this huge nationwide thing. And they're like, people think Netflix is what killed Blockbuster. When it's actually, it wasn't. It was the recession that killed Blockbuster. It was, so it was basically like, Blockbuster made all these great moves when they first started. And that's why they were like the leader of video rentals. But then once they like changed the board, it was like bad decision after bad decision. So it was like they compound uh, each other. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we're gonna get rid of late fees. The moment they got rid of late fees, like their revenue like dropped. And then it was like, oh my god, the recession hit, boom, dropped. And then not only that, I thought about as I was watching the last blockbuster, I was like, they have movies on Blu-rays and DVDs, but at the same time, like, why would I want to like have a collection of that when I literally can have everything streaming? Yeah, that, that's what it they're just, going against. It, it makes more sense until you have the until your power goes out, your cable's out. You're like, fuck. Yeah, like, you yeah know facts. Like, that's why it's weird. Like, I used to collect DVDs. Oh, like, same. Like literally, like same. I haven't bought our guy DVD in at least like six years. Yeah. Because before, before I used to, TV series, I would collect the entire thing, then watch it on Blu-ray, watch the little push the little menu button, play. It was an experience, like man. Because it was like it's like you can't you can't replicate this, but then. There was streaming at the time. I was like, nah, I don't want to stream it. I don't care for that. And there was something about holding like a physical yeah. copy then, of a blockbuster. And after a while, like, oh, by the way, I got HBO Max now. I just found out. Mm. I can't wait for that. 
HBO Max has changed the game. I got a lot of stuff. I got Boondocks. Because it comes in my, my, my phone service now. I'm like, oh, I'm Let me get that login. All right, that's fine. I got you. <laughs> no, I got you. Um, no, I, but like you look at Disney Plus, which sh- just, I, I wish you watched Falcon Winter Soldier. So, this fire. Is, this is a problem. Like, it's funny. If it wasn't, so the pandemic is its own documentary. Because you can talk about people like, all right, people who were sent home from work had to work at home. That's one. That's one segment. People who had no job and stayed at home and got unemployment. That's one segment. And people like me who said, "All right, I'm gonna hit the streets." And it's just like because I hit the streets so fucking much, I'm never home. Right. And I, I literally right. canceled my Netflix before the pandemic. I was like, "Why am I paying this?" And I don't even watch it. And it made it made sense at the time. And then remember, Tiger King came out last. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Tiger I, King came that out. That feels so long ago. Right. That yeah, feels so long ago. Remember, I told you, like, yo, you gotta watch Tiger King, bro. And I came over three days later, like, yo, this show was. What? We should have a podcast that. Dude, crazy. so here's my thing that gets me. I was like, the lowest I had during the pandemic is I'll never forget when we had you know, for my birthday we went to Bevmo and got those twelve bottles oh for hundred and forty four dollars, about twelve dollars a bottle. But I'll never forget watching Too Hot to Handle oh, yeah. on on Netflix while drinking a six pack of three ninety four in my room at like two in the morning because I didn't have to be at work yeah. the next day. I had nothing to do. I was like, oh, Curtis, you're literally sitting here drinking beer, watching this dumb dating show. Oh. And no, what are you doing with your life? There's <laughs> a new show on Netflix called The Circle. Oh, that's not new. That's a new it's, season. New season, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you watch I, it? Hell no. Cassie watches it. No, we don't watch. It's weird because like we don't really watch a lot of dating shows in this house. Like it's not a dating show. It's like you. Comp- it's, it's almost it's like a, Big a, Brother. It's like you're in an apartment complex. But you don't know who's living there with you. It's, like, it's weird, but it's kind of cool. I mean, that just sounds like everyday life. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, no, it really is. Like, it's just like, like it's so. Funny. I don't know my neighbors. <laughs> it's, it's so funny how like reality TV like like I might this might sound fucked up, but my favorite reality TV show is two shows I like to watch, watch the most: Hoarders. Oh God! And six hundred pound life. Oh, of course. You didn't watch it? No, bro. This, I'm not gonna lie. This little fucked up. So this this big girl, she was like six ninety five, whatever the fuck she was. She got stuck in the driver's seat of the car she rented because she wanted a, a, a ex like a, a SUV, but she had like a sedan, and she got stuck. Bro, when I tell you, I could not stop crying. <laughs> I, no, but how how they get her out? No, she eventually got out, but like she fell out the car and she was like crying and shit, and I felt bad. I was like, damn. That hurts. And then she went inside telling people who at the desk, like, I got stuck in the car. And like, you could tell they blur their faces out. And I was like, bro, I don't know what I would do if some person walked up to me crying because she got stuck in the car because she was too fat. You, you know, the first question I would ask is, like, how are the tires? <laughs> like, I know I, I know there's a lot of wear and tear on them tires, bro. Bro, bro she, she never left the parking lot. She, how are the tires? So, oh, you've been, you've been to Houston Park Airport, right? Uh, the last time I was in Houston, I was oh, like the 13, but okay. then I had a layover there when I was flying was it, was it big? somewhere. Was it oh, it's huge. Yeah. So she called, so that, so they, they, they fly to a doctor in Houston and he's like, he's like a specialist in, in, in fat surgery. That's what it's called. Basically. Okay. okay. It's <laughs> so she had to fly out there to meet him. And so she flew and she was like uncomfortable as fuck. And I guess she called ahead like about how big the airport was. And I guess whoever worked there said, no, nah, not that big of a deal. Bro, she would. She, it took her forever to walk across the airport because she kept breaking, and I, I kept, I could stop laughing. It was like, cause she was like, I called someone, they said it was okay. It's like, yeah, they probably thought you were a regular ass fucking person. And you want to know it's so funny that you say that because this is gonna sound really mean. I can't remember where I was flying, but I had a layover in Houston, and I was sitting there, and you know what I saw for the first time? A fat person taking two seats. I saw a fat pilot. 
Really? And like when you think about it, like I get to that door. No, but he like it wasn't like six hundred pound like obese yeah. fat, but it was just like, like but it was like more like out of shape, like heavy, and it's just like whenever you think of pilot, it's like you think of skinny, like out of the Wipe Air Force, with a fucking mustache. Yeah, with a small. Like, now we're crossing over the yeah. Denver Rockies. Like it's like more you like that. The window, you see nothing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're about to hit some turbulence, folks. Like you, you think of that, but when that's I saw him, I was like, oh my god. Fe- that's, that's why if I travel, I rather travel with with, with a crew of people so we can take the whole entire row up. Because my worst fear is being there. That's why I always pick the fucking side. That's why I pick the the, the aisle. Because I don't want to be in the middle and some fat bitch fucking sit next to me. That's not fucking me. It's what it is. Okay, Curtis, how would you feel for six fucking hours and you had somebody whole ass shoulder over you? So my biggest thing is I'm going to upgrade to first class with that shot of vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, we want to end on a happy note. I mean, today's been a great day. It's been a moment of truth and accountability for the country. But it is one Victor, I'm not going to say your middle name, Greenwood's (laughs) Greenwood's birthday. Uh, 32 years old, 32 years young. Only only getting better, baby. What what you got planned for Big Shella rest of the week? There's literally a protest happening right now if I got to go to. Oh, okay. I mean, do you have to? But okay. Uh, nigga, I got to. It's a calling. Okay. okay. But, you right. know, Vic Chella's going strong. I got a few more things left to do. And then, obviously, when May hits, it's the after party. <laughs> so, we get lit. Oh, well, I mean, the after party, I'll be in uh, Cuba. So, uh, if anyone has any good Havana spots, please tweet at me. Uh, please hit my DMs because I'm definitely vaccinated and I'm ready to go. I'm about to be vaccinated, so we'll be out here. Yeah, but Victor, where can people find the show, and where can they find you? All right, on so you guys media? can find the show at the Eros Podcast. That's T-H-E-E-R-O-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's on Twitter, our Instagram, and obviously we're going to be talking all about the trial on both those sites. And you can find me at V-I-C underscore G-W-4-O's and 3-D's. That's Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Chillin' with Curtis, no G, C-H-I-L-I-N. Chillin' with Curtis on Instagram and then at Curtis Sheehan on Twitter. Uh, please hit us up with any questions, comments, concerns you have about the show. We're just getting stronger, as Victor said. Both 32. Only one of us is an Aries, though. Someone missed the cut. Tourist but, ring. <laughs> but happy 420 to everyone out there. Please enhance with your herbal responsibly uh, and we'll check you guys out soon but until then what should they do